We discuss your favorite basketball team, those Washington Wizards. Hello, everyone. This is Adam McGinnis. I want to keep this intro brief, get right back into my conversation with Scott Jackson. This is part two. Go check out part one that's already been up on the podcast. Very insightful stuff. Uh, Also, please go to Sneakus.com, the sponsor of my show. Help support this Wizards Independent Media. That's S-N-E-K-I-S.com, D.C., Sports apparel, DMV, hook up your friends, hook up your girl, hook up your fam, hook up your side chick. Use Pixel and Roll at checkout and get 10% off. All right, let's go back to the show. This is part two of my conversation with Mr. Scott Jackson. Where is the mood of the fan base that you sense? I know that me and you are connected to them in different ways, but we pretty much, I think, have the pulse of them. Sometimes it's, I believe, overrepresented. On online, but I also feel like sometimes people that call into shows and people find me on Twitter or listen to the show, like they really give a fuck. So like, so like the people. Oh, there's so a lot of people that do. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so do. don't you yeah. don't you don't you find yeah. like where it's like, yeah, you're a casual fan here and there. I get it, but like, I can feel in like, in the circles that we run into. These are fans that are educated that do care. Why I'm sensitive to fan criticisms about certain things, I get overly sensitive because I run in circles of people that are educated. People are sending me questions that, are like, damn, I haven't thought about that one, or they're thinking of all these things. And so, what is this? But yet, I still get you know people on all spectrums. You know, people that are very optimistic, people that are very pessimistic. You know, I flow in different ways myself personally, but. W- what is your sense of the mood currently of this fan base? You know, I'm surprised, to be honest with you, coming in on um, Tuesday, you know, taking calls with the Wizards. and I thought there'd be more negativity just because, you know, they didn't get, you know, or they, they were still already chased going into it because uh, they weren't going to get the meeting with Durant. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, Al Horford's, you know, put you in the final group, but you didn't get him and that kind of stuff. But it wasn't as bad as I thought. I think people have been kind of open-minded about, hey, I like our bench and, you know, uh, I already liked the starting lineup in the first place. You know, I thought it was okay and they aren't that mad. But, yeah, like I say to people all the time, here's the thing. You go to the games, you know, uh, you know, I go to games too. And if you can put the 400-level people in the 100-level seats, the place would be a lot better. Because <laughs> that section is always pretty much full. And those people care a lot, you know. And it's like a lot of things. You're talking about this in the Nats today. You know, they priced out a lot of the real fans in, in all sports. But, you know, in the Nats case, all the all the fat, you know, club seat people and the people that are down low, a lot of them don't care about the team. They're lobbyists or people there on, on comp tickets. You know what I mean? They're not they're not the real fans, like the fans that, that Dusty Baker's talking about making more noise. 
they're they're up higher, you know what I mean, or they're not even in the in the stadium, you know what I mean. So I kind of well, it's like, it's like when the Yankees put, put all those like they they built that new stadium and they put all the seats behind the bench, yeah. and then nobody was no on TV. It looked like nobody was there. And it was like, well, yeah, because you're right, charging right. $500 behind the home plate. <laughs> right. The Nats go through the same thing with Alexis Bond. I mean, it's so expensive. But, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the same with the Wizards sometimes. They go, look, just because people aren't there doesn't mean they don't care. Because, I mean, there's a lot of people that have said, I'm not putting a dollar into this team until I see some improvement. I'm not happy with the product. Or, yeah, I don't want the general manager there. We've heard that, too. I hear that a lot. Uh, you know, I'm not happy with the owner. He's been here six years. Nothing's really different. You know, you hear all those things. Like, so why? Hey, I, I like the team. I love the team. Whatever. You know, I like, I'm still going to care about them, but I'm not going to invest financially in it. You know, like I would. You know, if, if uh, things were you know headed the right way. And I think, look, we saw that turn in that way. You know, a couple seasons ago when they had the playoffs. Uh, team that, you know, beat Chicago and then lost, obviously, to Indiana. And I think it was even last year, you know, the year before last, when they got to Atlanta, you know, John Ball breaks his hand. I mean, that's a crappy break. You know, that's a, oh, literally. They beat them. They beat you know, them. They, they otherwise, beat them. you know, maybe the Eastern Conference Finals would be feeling differently. Yeah, you know, it's, it's frustrating. So, you know, but then last year it went backwards and just, you know, with the way some things happened. And, I, you know, look, I, I know a lot of people had issues with Randy. I feel like they put a lot of stuff on his tab and still are. You know, I mean, basically all the signs point to, like, when the season ended, well, it was totally Randy's fault because he's the only one that's not here anymore. And, you know, we're going to do this and everything's going to be fine. Well, now, you know, slowly but surely we're seeing this roster is turned over quite a bit from, from last start of the season, you know what I mean? I mean this, is, this is not anywhere close to the roster uh, that started last year outside of Wall Beal and obviously Porter, you know, as, as guys who were going to play in more time. I mean, there's a big there's a big difference in this roster from the one that started the season was supposed to be a 51 team. So clearly that was not as solid of a group as everybody thought it was going in. And, you know, again, to this day, whoever the guy was who decided we're going to start the season playing small ball with, you know, Chris Humphreys, our stretch uh, is ridiculous. I mean, that, that makes do, no do, sense. Do, 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 do you feel like, like, so me and Kyle, we've had, I've had podcasts where I sit there and be like, okay, this whole last season, which, you know, ended up being 41 to 41, but which just not, was not fun. Right. The, the team never really, they'd lose five, win five, never had any consistency, right. injuries. Obviously, we can go through all that, you know, but then they just didn't play well defensively, and, and Randy Whitman just didn't push the right buttons, we would overanalyze and nitpick on him. But at the end of the year, I would be like, okay, Kyle, or okay, Rashad, like, who's responsible for this? Like, there's the players, there's the coaching, there's management and the ownership. And I'd always side that it was just as much on the ownership and the management. And then I'd say the players are not off the hook. But it seemed like at the end of the day, the, the coaching, and I guess maybe this is the nature of the NBA, is the scapegoat. And that doesn't mean that Randy Whitman right, did not absolutely. have his fault. Did not have his faults. But now when we look at it, when all the dust clears, the same people are in charge management. The, obviously, the owner's still here. Majority, you know, a lot of players are gone, but the, still the key figures are still here. And yet, Randy Whitman felt like, I don't think it was unfair, honestly. Like, I think that he was fairly fired. Like, that's his time is, was right. done. But it also feels like he is a scapegoat for this 41-41 disappointment where all the other people get a skate. Yeah, you know what also is interesting is um, you, you say that, and I agree with you 100%. I think, yeah, he's scapegoating. Sure, you could say the expiration date was up on, you know, the NBA coaching. You know, I mean, there's just becomes a time where it's time to move on and try the next guy. And I like Scott Brooks. I think he's going to be, you know, really good for them. And But I'll never forget it at the Brooks presser. I don't know if you were there or not. Yeah, um, I didn't did make it. Right. 
Yeah, I was there, and one of the things, a few things that Ted Leonsa said that had substance to me was, hey, you know, Scott's going to hold players accountable. We can't have, you know, players coming in here out of shape to start the season. Ding, John, ding. John you know, Wall. John Wall. John Wall was, John out of Wall. Shape. was out of shape. Yeah. You know how terrible he was in right. November? John Wall, right, right. That's who he's talking about, right? Pace in space. I mean, we're going to run and gun. Pace in space. This new thing we're going to do. New system. We put right. triangles on the court. We're going to do us thinking that our best player had one of the worst months of his of his career. Right, right. And, and it was funny to me because I'm thinking to myself, man, this kind of rings to a lot of the things you heard with the Caps for a while too. With hey, Alex Ovechkin is terrific. We love him. He's a great guy. He's based for franchise. Everybody's going to say something about Jamal, but there's a and but you know, but there's something that's missing right here. You know what I mean? And for whatever reason, for years, the Capitals were kind of missing that whatever, and they Barry Trotz has come in and, you know, suspends Alex Ovechkin for a game because he missed a skate, you know, more skate, overslept supposedly, whatever. You know, he did that this year. That happened this year, yet they went on to have this amazing season. And we're hearing that, hey, Scott Brooks, players, coach, guess what? He's going to cold, you know, hold guys to fire. He's a military guy. And it's yes. In the way he does in the way he handles himself. And, you know, these things. So, you know, it's just kind of funny. It's like, for whatever reason, these things that you would think were just franchise rules or, you know, hey, this is part, you're a Washington Wizard, you do A, B, and C, or, you know, you're, no matter who you are, you're going to be held accountable. But those things apparently haven't been going on. And so now the new guy in town has to bring those new sets of rules and, and set the tone. And, you know, I think that's where a lot of people, you know, get angry with, uh, with the grunt films and go back to the killer stuff. You know, you can't be a player's gem, that kind of thing. And, and they're and also that's Ted. I mean, Ted's been there six years now. It's been like new to him anymore. I mean, he was like the the owner is waiting for a long time. I mean, he had the Caps ownership thing done when he went into by the Wizards in the first place. He, he, he wasn't trying to Michael Jordan. Be the he, Caps recruited, owner. he recruited Michael but, you know, Jordan. That was what was given Scott, to him right away by Scott, 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 he recruited Michael Jordan. Like he's right. not a bit innocent bystander. Right. <laughs> right? He, he's been ready for this for a while. Right, he's ready. <laughs> That's what blows me away. It's like, right, it's like, so he's been ready for this moment for a while. And so, what? What is? Yeah, not a lot's changed. I think for a lot of fans. I mean, yeah, the riser looks different. You know, the uniforms look different, but a lot of the core of it has not changed, and that's what really frustrates you. That start, that ends, that starts at, with the, the guy who's a team. He can't, you know, he doesn't. Ernie doesn't hire himself every year. He doesn't renew his contract. You know what I mean? It's like somebody's in charge of him too. So okay. yeah, we all nitpick his draft. That's easy to do, and. You know, he didn't like this signing or whatever, but you know, he didn't rehire himself. You know, that's the owner. Scott, two years ago when Ernie Gruffo so, had a, that's that to me, I think is is where a lot of fans get mad. You know, Scott, two years ago when it was Ernie Gruffo was was rehired, I was at a press conference at the press conference, first row, and I asked the question. I was like, "So, do you think you deserve to get extension?" And Ernie Gruffo deadpan right to me goes, "Well, Ted, Ted does." <laughs> no, that gives like Ted Leosis thinks I deserve deserve an extension, yeah. right? It's really, all that matters. I tell people this. Yeah, I tell people this all the time. Yeah, I tell people this all the time, and they say this to me. They go, "How does he tell the job? Because the owner likes him." Okay, number one, that's all that matters. I mean, you, me, whoever, we can say this guy should be the GM, whatever. You know, but that, you know, look, he's been and there's been some things dedicated to him. That he's had to do that I'm not, you know, maybe he didn't want to do, but he had to do it. You got a boss. Everybody's got a boss, you know, unless you're your own business. So anyway, yeah, it's interesting. And that's, I think, um, again, another reason why I think people care. 
They want to be all in on the Wizards, but they're not going to be all in until they see more proof that it's headed in the right direction, you know. And I, and it just you know, for them getting to just the second round, two straight years wasn't enough. And this year, this past season, really could have changed the mindset. I think of a lot of people if they would have made it three straight years, and or at least you know maybe going further, but didn't. And then you have this off season that really, I mean. You know, on paper, you're not going to sell season tickets off of this offseason. This is not going to happen. You're going to have to really come out of a great start to the season. Even then, it'll probably be a slow roll to get fans back in. Well, I mean, John Wall has knee surgery, uh, major knee surgery nobody's really talking about. Bradley Beal just got $120 million, and he hasn't been able to play more than 60 games in a season. <laughs> there's the two there's the two, the two, two players that are your foundation now at this point. I mean, they, they are the players. Like they, was, they have to take another leap now that there isn't going to be a Kevin Durant or an Al Horford. They have to have those two players, and there is big question marks on both of them. You know, not from an ability standpoint, but just from can you sustain it for 80 games? Can you play 90 games for the playoffs, right? Can you do those things? Like, hopefully they can, but sometimes those are overlooked by all these other kind of moves, I believe. Yeah, I'm with you. And, that, again, at the end of the day, we talk about all these pieces, this, that, and the other. It's really ball. Got to be at the all-star level on both sides of the floor for 82 or close to it. And be all and then, you know, let the chips fall where they may after that, because I think if you got that, if you could block that in right now, get their health and their, their high level, then I think you, you got lucky players will play off of them and this could be, you know, a good team and a better team and certainly a playoff team. There may be a team in a, a weekend east. I mean, to me, Atlanta slipped. Uh, you know, Miami may not even be a factor at all if they don't pull something out of the hat here soon. We don't even know about Chris Bosch's situation still yet. We might finally be division. We might, Lakers, but... we might be division champs. Finally, it looks like a division might be open, even though nobody cares about divisions. Right? No, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. I mean, look, the Hornets, the Hornets still, you know, are, are probably a little bit ahead of the Wizards because they seem to have their number. But you know, yeah, I mean, I think you, you could realistically say yes, yeah, shot up being, you know, nothing else but a division champs. But you know, that obviously moves you up to the seedings, and that's good. I mean. We, and, yeah, Cleveland's at a different level than everybody Scott, else. But, we can, we can you know, hang, I think the Wizards we have actually hang, matched up well against the Cavs in the past. Yeah, we have, well, I mean, we can hang another Southeast Division champs banner in the Verizon Center. The phone booth can have another banner uh, uh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, Scott, okay, so, so, so one of the, the funny That's things. That's right. We, it's been a while. It's yeah, been a so, while for the Wizards. Yeah, last, last topic, and I'll let you go because I know you got, got stuff to do. Uh, is that, is that one of the jokes I like to say? I've been covering this team since uh, 2009, right in the destruction. I'm, and I like to make a joke and say, I know where the finger guns are buried. I know where Andre Blotch's headbands are buried. But I feel like you know where Michael Jordan's cigars are buried. You know where Susan, Susan O'Malley's terrible promo- promotions are buried. <laughs> so tell the people about the Poland years. Remind people about how terrible the Poland years were. <laughs> Oh, they're bad. I mean, you know, you know the talk. The, from an organizational standpoint, we got to jump back. People like, yeah, I mean, people rip like the Grunfeld dress, but I mean, don't, don't forget, like, you know, the, the misses like the Kenny Green instead of Carl Malone, and all those terrific guys. Uh, Brad, you know, we had a Muggsy in the, in the, you know, Muggsy and Ball, you know, the tall and shorter slot stuff, and it was like a clown show. I mean, it was carnival. At that time, and then, you know, the Susan O'Malley stuff, you know, she gets busted on for, like, promoting all the all-stars around the NBA. But, you know, the Wizards never kept any of her bullets, excuse me, at that time, never kept any of their own. So that's kind of the route they went. And, I mean, 
you know, even when the Jordan stuff was, you know, it should have been like a good story, you know, the, the way it blew him out, you know, a day after the second season, it was just, yeah, it was the lasting shot is him driving out of Verizon Center with the you know the, the convertible Mercedes with the Chicago plates. You know, it was just it was just incredible. But yeah, I mean, there's all that stuff, and I mean, you know, it's 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 interesting. They Paul wanted it so bad, it just it was sad because he just you know stuck with a lot of people that that probably you know should have been out of there before that, and you know he just he was so it was a little to a fault, you know. But at the same time, I think there was a stretch where they were paying like four to five coaches at the same time. Because he was just blowing through coaches, yes, you know, yes. the, you know, these interim coaches after that. They're just, you know, they're just going through coaches left and right. Hamilton, Gar, Gerhard, let's go down the list. Yeah. I, I can go past after that, but. <laughs> I mean, Ripley, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, Leonard Hamilton got paid huge money here for one year. When you think about it, cause he got paid out of a whole deal. Then he got to hang out for a year. Then went to Florida State, got paid. I mean, he did great for himself. We Doug Collins, same deal. He got. He got some, he got a sweet deal. He still had money left on his deal and he was allowed to go work on TV. So he had to give a little bit of money back, but it was, you know, there's a lot of that going on, man. And that, you know, before that even, you know, the guard heard, as you mentioned, some of the other ones, it was just, Jim Lynham, Jim Lynham, Jim Lynham, right? Like he got, <laughs> right. He had Juwan Howard here, you know, making all that money and, you know, get booed to death. It was like he was in purgatory. I remember how excited we were when the, 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 they found out that the Heat sent the facts too early. Yes, yes. That Juwan was back, right? And so it was like, yes, we got Juwan. Everybody's so excited. And then in the end, like, you know, three years later, you're like, oh, my God, we have Juwan still. You know, it's it just like it went so sour so quick, the whole Weber thing, you know. A lot of that was, was hurried upon because of the off-court issue. You know, there was this alleged rape and all this stuff. It was a big mess. And, uh, they, you know, the poll was so concerned with the community and stuff, which, you know, hey, good for him, you know, it's the right thing to do. But it was like there was no due process. Like, the, the day they in sports said, I got to wait due process. But back then, they're like, no, we can't wait for due process. This is too ugly for our team. Let's start thinking about trading him. And then they did, and, of course, they made a crappy trade, you know. I mean, that, that was the other thing, you know. That's what they did. They moved people and made bad trades uh, yeah. after bad trades and ended up uh, really wrecking what could have been a really nice team. You know, well, the reason I bring up the polling years because I want to evaluate. You said, you know, it's been six years that Monty Mental has been in charge, Ted the Ocense. He has a bunch of partners. And it's hard to evaluate him without realizing the culture before him, right, with a polling yeah. mentioned, right? Because it's better. Right. It's better. There's no doubt it's better yeah, from the marketing standpoint, from the people that are working there, from the stability argument, which you know I'll, I will nitpick. We it's a favorite word here we've been saying, but that, but also too, how much do you think it plays into the cap success of him getting? Okay, not only two twofold, like like how you know we want to romanticize the titles with a Poland and West Unsold and the Big E and all that era but we also recognize as, as Bullets fans or Wizards fans or people that are fan of the team for decades now that that hey our owner wasn't that great I mean it's awesome he built the arena he was a great dude with the right. great, great guy in the community but kind of not very good uh, owner for the last you know 20 years of his life and and then now with a with Ted Leonson's taking over and, you know, him being more accessible and having a blog and, and sending emails and being about the fans and, you know, obviously not as much anymore, but being a total different environment and, and seem like he had changed. Like there's no more of those, 
promotions about seasonalities that, that we just mocked, right? And changing the uniforms and, you know, bracing the community. And they do a lot of cool-ass community events. I was at one last night with an open practice. They don't need to do that, right? You know, you know, stuff like that where they're doing a free event for people to get access to the team, which are pretty awesome. They do all this stuff in the community. You know, I thought to say that Poland didn't do those things, but it's like, it's like there is a culture change that has happened. But then also, like, compared to, like, Ted Leonsis owns the Caps, and the Caps have been successful, you know, albeit, you know, not, not, not postseason successful, which pains me as well as a Caps fan to say, but, you know, there is success. Like, they're in the running every year, right? Like, and so he is. Well, they're a factor. Yeah, they're a factor every year. And they, so, they have so, a great home crowd. And yes, great, yes, the uh, environment. Following. I mean, they're. Which they and, didn't, and look, they didn't have somebody before that used him, right? to go to the games. He didn't have yeah, before him, right? used to go to the games at Cap Center. That was not. That was, uh, you know, if you would have told me that back then that that was going to happen someday, they would sell out every night or whatever, I would be like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. What player do you want? You know what I mean? So, yeah, now, what he's doing with the Caps is incredible. Now, he's trying to do it for the Wizards now. Look, one, the way they've changed the plan a few times, it seems to me, or at least changed, you know, <laughs> the ball's been moved on us a little bit. Um, you know, they obviously made some mistakes and some picks, which have really set them back, and, you know, some free agent, uh, you know, situations like this year, like you said, you're playing for this year and you get nothing out of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the age table, all that stuff. I mean, there's always community. Nobody cared about it because the team was so awful. I think they've done a better job promoting it, I think, with him. I think there's, there's a better structure in that regard. Um, you know, and sales and stuff, I, you know, there's people that swear to their deathbed that Abe Paul was the greatest guy they worked for. So I, I don't know how different it is for the people that work in those offices. I mean, they, they could probably tell you. Sure, everybody just depends on who you came in with. All right, commercial time. Yes, that part of the show where I'm trying to sell some gear. Sneakis, S-N-E-K-I-S dot com, DC Sports, DMV Apparel. Very cool designs. Wicked-ass stuff. I saw a guy today, the Nats game I went to tonight, a victory that had a shirt on. I mentioned to my nephew, like, hey, yo, that, that's the company that helps support my podcast. So please go help support them as well. Get some fly stuff. You will never regret it. Support this Wizards independent media. Do you think Ted Leonsis gets a slide or, or graded on a curve because of the Catholics well, and a polling? That's what I'm saying. Right. I think everybody in this town gets a break because of Dan Snyder. Yes. <laughs> great answer. We waited, we waited 57 minutes the, without taking the Redskins. Redskins, this is like a record for you on the radio, right? <laughs> right. But no, seriously, I mean, don't you think, though? I mean, yes, listen, I agree. Some of the things, I agree. I agree. Some of the things that, that have been done by even the Nats, yeah, we love the Nats. Yes. You know, they're the new kid in town. Not really, but they're still you know, the newest. The Caps, the Wizards, and that's all Ted. I mean, you know, the Snyder stuff, I mean, this would be the style section of the post, you know. Oh, my God, I can believe that Snyder did that. You know, there's, there's a lot of that, 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 that you know, shadows, you know, covers. There's a nice cloud cover for for them when they do these things. But I know they think they get treated tough. You know, Ted said conversations with, with us about how mean the media is here. And I was kind of like, okay, it's not Philly Ted. It's not New York Ted. This is not that bad, you know, and I get it. And look, I feel bad. I mean, I told him the story when I was watching the Caps game this year, the playoffs. Everybody thinks it'd be great to own a team or be a GM or whatever. And you, you watch that man. He doesn't look like he's having fun watching those playoff games. I mean, oh, it's like life and death with every, you know, and, you know, hockey's fluky. Every I mean, shift change. I mean, every shift change, he's into it, right? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, there's just so many fluky things that happen. You know, I feel for him. But, 
you know, at the end of the day, um, yeah, I, I just I still feel like the Wizards should have been further along to this point. You know, that, that's my big takeaway. I, I feel like it, I thought with him, and I was a big believer in him, and I still am. I think he'll he'll get it right. I just I just thought they'd be further along. You know, I mean, in the comparison, of course, was Mark Cuban right away, and you know, Mark Cuban, you know, obviously didn't click immediately for him either. And you know, Dallas was lower than low. I mean, our situation was not nearly as dire as the Mavericks. I mean, when when uh, Ted took over, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this next couple seasons are huge. I mean, the, the wall window I think is real. I mean, I, I've been saying this for a few years. Not Jerry Perver's jumping on it, but the wall window wall window thing you can't blow it. I mean, that's that's real. You gotta you gotta get that. You gotta nail something down here in the next few years of substance in order to make sure that he's he's all in for. For another set of uh, you, Max did, Fields. Did you have Jerry on to talk about his column? I thought that he finally found his voice with his last column with the Wizards. I thought it was. I thought it was the best. I thought it was the best thing that he has written. I didn't get a chance to say. Yeah. Tell him that personally. I told him on Twitter, but you know, as a guy yeah. that's only been here for a year or two, it was kind of a column. And I don't know if you know Jason Reed that well, and I know you probably know Mike Wise well, but I felt like that was a column that those two guys couldn't write at the last couple of years at the, at the post that he wrote almost kind of better that he had been here for a couple of years and finally kind of found his voice about this team. And he nailed it right on the button. I, I, be, I believe on his column. And, and, you know, someone who, you know, you know, is very uh, critical of some of uh, what goes on here, in the DMV media. I thought he, you know, it was some very fair criticism without hyperbole uh, that was, you know, that he made an argument that I agreed with. I mean, or, or, yeah, no, or he, I like made me, he, made, he made me agree. How about this? Like, Jason Reed sometimes, you don't have to speak on this, but, like, Jason Reed would be like, okay, I agree with you. And he would argue things. At the end, I'd be like, okay, I don't agree with you. And Jerry Breed the other day, like, really made an argument I thought was well thought out. And he talked about the wall stuff, right? And so what did he say on your radio show? Because I felt, I felt like he really tapped into this possibility of, you know, maybe wall leaving in, in a couple of years. No, I, I, I just, I haven't really talked about that part of the radio, but I, I read the call. I thought it was really good. Um, and I liked a lot of the stuff. I thought he wrote great stuff for the Redskins throughout the season. And you know, he just really started writing about the Wizards here in the last few months. And I think he's, he's put out a few of them. And, you know, and I, I think, uh, this one, I agree, is really good. And yeah, again, if, if you don't think this is a reality, it, I, I really, maybe I'm overanalyzing the stuff he said at his camp. I think he wasn't just talking for Kevin Durant there. You know what I mean? I think there's a frustration for him with, and he said some of the stuff with Michael Lee back in, um, yes. in the All-Star game about what is the billboards of me and, and, yes. and, I, and I hate to, I uh, like John a lot, but I mean, there's not a lot of billboards in DC. I don't know if you've noticed, but yes. it's not yes. like, actually, Kyle, Kyle said you know, that there's he's not like, a lot of that going on. Kyle you know, made we're, the, not, Kyle, we're not Kyle, LA, you know. Kyle made the point. He's like, how, he's like, how many Wizards have really been on billboards? Like, Kyle was like, I don't know how many have been there. And he's been covering the team since 08, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many billboards are there, period? Yes. I mean, not even just, I mean, there's no billboards of Deshaun Jackson or Kirk Cousins either, by the way. I mean, yes. it's just, there's not any billboards in D.C. I mean, you don't drive down 495 seeing billboards or 66 yes. or toll yes. roads. I mean, come on, there's no billboards here. I mean, there's bus-like things that, you know, yes. they wrap people in, but that's about it, you know? I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of a weird, random thing. I mean, I guess the guy, he just what, 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 did you, what, did, what did Jerry say, though, when he had him on, though? Uh, you know, it was just a while back. He was just talking about how important he thought this was the most, which I've been saying is the most important offseason in the Wizards, uh, in, you know, Ted Leonsis' ownership. I mean, it was a credibility issue. And I, you know, and on the surface right now, I don't think a lot of people would think it's been a good one. You know, I think, you know, you're not going to win the public over again with the, with the group they brought in. So now they got to go out 
and win. I thought they made a great hire. I applaud them for getting Brooks. They're aggressive with them. I had no problem with them going right at him. Uh, if that was a guy they wanted, and clearly it was. But, you know, with the, again, they got to go show it on the floor, and this is why, you know, it's a big year. And I, and I think the jury's out on what kind of class this is until we actually see them play. I mean, you can't say as a winner. I mean, if it was Durant was in the class, of course we'd say as a winner immediately, or, or Horford, but they're not. So, all right, let's see. Let's see. Let's show them, you know. we got a few months when okay. it starts, and we'll start to find out. Okay, the, the – the main, the main thing that Wizards fans always ask me, two things, is that will you ever change the name back to the Bullets? <laughs> right? That's the one thing they always right. want to ask me, right? Like, and, and like, obviously, I don't like the name Wizard. That has nothing to do with the, the city at all. Like, I'd be okay with the Feds or the Diplomats, the old soccer mm-hmm. team, or Pandas or Cherry Trees or Go Go Music or something like that, like like something would tie yourself into hell, even half smokes, even though that'd become a lame one. But something that ties in the community, so I'm okay with changing the name Wizards. I understand from from political reasons, especially now in this climate, how that's probably not the best PR move, right? Like I get that. Now the thing that the other question they asked me, there's only two: Why is Ernie Grinfeld still the GM of this team? Why is he still the team president? And and now it's even more after this disappointing season. And I've it's almost like Ernie has has wore me out to the point. Like in 2013, if we're having this conversation, I would probably be breathing, you know, dragon fire from, from you know, Game of Thrones right off of this microphone, melting it down. But now at this point, he's wore me down, and all my criticisms is more Ted Leonsons. But I still don't really understand that question. And so people ask me, and I give them my reasons. Of course, they don't want to know my answers because it's not the answer they want, right? But... What is your, what's your opinion or you know speculative opinion or for people you talk to or whatever like why does Ted still believe in Ernie Grenfell like even after firing Randy Whitman even after everything like why do you think that he still runs his team or why Ted believes in him? I mean I think he's done exactly what he's supposed to do that's why I mean I, I think he he feels like he's executed the quote plan whether you like it or not the way he's wanted it to be done. And, you know, I think he sees the good in the, the trades they've made. And he still believes in the wall deal combo. And I think he likes the Marquise, certainly likes the Marquise trade. Marquise Morris trade and, um, you know, Gortat and, and those things. So I think that's why that overshadows for him, you know, maybe the, the Jan Vesely and, you know, those things that everybody loves to go crazy about. And, um, you know, again, clearly... I think going into it, I think he understood, and I know nobody likes to hear this, and people get out of it, but the, the last years of the Apollon era, I mean, there was a mandate, like, go out, we want to win now, don't don't draft, you know, go make a trade. Now, it doesn't excuse the fact they made a bad trade, but, you know, they, that's what they were supposed to do. They were they, were, they thought they were close, they wanted to, that's what the owner wanted to do, that's what he was supposed to do, so... It didn't work out well, obviously. You're talking, about Mike, you're talking about Mike Miller and Randy Foy, right? Over, you're talking whatever. about Mike Miller and Randy Foy, right? That's what you're talking about, right? Right, right. I mean, that was a that was a mandated Dave Paul thing. Like, we're not drafting. I'm, you know, I want to win now. And granted, that whole thing maybe it would have worked if Gilbert, you know, <laughs> didn't get a dumbass, didn't get put in jail you know, during yes. the season. Right there, house. you know, and come in injured and then get, go to jail. I mean, there was a sort of yeah, there was a few things that went on there. So, uh, you know, anyway, I mean, look, it was, um, the whole thing was, you know, that, that was that. So I think, you know, that's what kept him, you know, to the continuous job after, you know, Ted took over. And again, I think him and Ted have been on the same page. I mean, that's all I can, 
explain to people. I mean, it, clearly he, he feels like they're on the same page and he's the guy to do it. And he's the boss. So, I mean, that's the way to go. And I, you know, to me, I don't, I don't think he's, I, you know, I think a lot of people got caught up in the thing that McPhee um, got fired and figured, okay, now he can fire Ernie because he's got blood on his hands. But it doesn't look like that. I mean, everybody's read the comments he's made. I think he's, he's pretty sold on the direction the team's going and uh, the guy who's uh, making his moves. Yeah, no, that's the thing, too, is that when I say this, is like, well, Ernie's doing moves that Ted sets out to do, right? Like, this plan was agreed upon. And my criticism now is about this plan. Like, okay, so so Ted, you know, Ted decides that he, you know, you're gonna save this money to go after free agents. You know, obviously Kevin Durant was the major one, but but at this point, we didn't know that they were gonna sign a, a deal with with the league to have the salary cap increase by thirty some percent, right? And so he does this plan, and they and they do it. And my one criticism is. Ted was the main guy. He was the main point on the TV deal. Like, he was the lead guy that negotiated the deal with ESPN. And then and then now when now Golden State has enough money because of the increased revenue to sign Kevin Durant. <laughs> I'm like, it's almost like, Ted, it's almost yeah. like Ted, Ted outsmarted himself. Isn't it, Arnie? I mean, aside from the fact that the Wizards yeah, well, drafted they're, all those like, players. So they're at those tables, they're trying to get as much money as they could. As they could, right? Right. And, well, and then, I mean, they're trying to get as much money as they can at those deals, and, you know, yeah, and that, that's what that happens about, yeah. What, 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 what do you see, uh, like, moving forward here for Wizards fans? I'm going to leave you on that point. What what what, what hopes what hope should they have? Is it just like what I said, like Beal and Wall, okay. like, Wall leaping? Yeah, I mean, they got to make this, you know, they got to stay healthy and, and continue to take steps and, you know, big steps. And then look, I mean, there's the other part of it, like guys like Ubre and, um, you know, Otto, Porter, Otto, you know, Otto, year, we haven't talked about Otto yet, right? What do you no, yeah, yeah Otto's Otto. good. You know, like Otto, I'm fine with Otto. Um, yeah, I like him. I don't think he's ever, I, I don't, I don't want to say ever, but I, I don't think he's necessarily an all star. Down the road, but I think he's a real important player. I mean, I think the Tayshawn Prince comp is pretty good at times. I think he's, he's, he's a responsible player both times. See, this guy is stronger physically because he does get moved around a little bit too much defensively at times. And, you know, the consistency thing with Otto has been tough too. And not all that, you know, him maybe, but, you know, he's got to be more, he's got to be more assertive, you know, on, on a regular basis. You know, there's too many nights where you don't know he's there, you know? Totally. That's, that's hard to, uh, you know, that's, that's hard to deal with your starter. You gotta, you gotta be a lot better in terms of bringing it every night and, and consistently push you off that, you know, have confidence in your shot and believe in yourself. That, that'd be my knock on it. If anything's a knock, but, you know, I didn't hope that Mark Keith Morris can really blossom here. I mean, I, I still think he's got a lot of upside in talent and, you know, the new Zubre and I, I like him, especially defensively. I think he could be a real, real difference maker for them. Um, if nothing else this year, just by the way he plays defense, you know, maybe his offense isn't quite ready to be, you know, a factor, uh, consistently, but I think defensively he could, he could bring something for you every night. And I kind of think that was one of Randy's mistakes was not giving that kid some more minutes last year, but at the same time, I wasn't in Randy's position. I was, you know, probably every game was, 
you know, indictment on my on my job. So yeah. <laughs> you try to win games, you probably can trust the veterans more so than the kids. So you didn't no, have no, time no, to be real cuddly no, nurturing. That was one of the things that a lot of the veterans said at the end was that they wish Uber would have played more. Like the players said that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. Now, I, they say that, but, like, if, if you would have said to, I don't know, like, okay, we'd have played him more, but you'd have played five less minutes a night. You think you would have done more with Yeah, it's one of those things. Sounds good. Visitor's history. Hey, we play that kid more. Visitor's history. Yeah, it's your right? playing time. Yes, yeah, your playing time that would have been in question. They'd be like, oh, well, forget it. Never mind. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, there's no doubt. The kid had some. The kid, you know, you're not going to get better not playing, but it's one of those things, too. Like, you're trying to win games, you know, where his, where his, where his mistakes have been costly. I, you know, who knows? Because we didn't really get to see it, so. Well, but so I've also seen this. It's never a good situation when a coach is on the final year's contract or, you know, on a partial guarantee, which was Randy's case. And, you know, the mandate is to make the playoffs again. And, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's a tough, it's a tough way to go for, for the head coach. And he's trying to, you know, do everything he can to, to keep his gig, so. Well, Scott, well, this has been an awesome conversation. I, I kept you a lot longer than I thought. Uh, we, we had some technical difficulties. I don't know. Yeah, we did. Sorry I, I, about that. I, no, 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 no. It's probably on my my end. Uh, my Verizon DSL is terrible. But uh, plug your plug your show where people can find you, Ben. All right. Well, um, daily, well, Monday through Friday, uh, ESPN 980 at the locker room. Um, the, the ESPN 980 app, because God knows a lot of people don't bother with the radio itself anymore. They like to use the app, which is great, because we have cool apps, the ESPN 980 app. Um, and, uh, you know, at Jackson Sports on Twitter, some days, some nights, I'm more active than others. Other days, I'm just, you know, I get home and I forget to use Twitter. But uh, other nights, I probably spend way too much time on it. So I'm kind of hitting I'm not as consistent as I need to be, and I'm talking about other people being consistent in their job, and then here I am, not being consistent with Twitter. But anyway, <laughs> that's the way to reach me, you know, with uh, a couple former Redskins, Doc Walker, Brian Mitchell. We have a lot of fun. We've been talking a load of NBA over the last few weeks, which is great for me, because yes. soon enough we'll be talking way too much football. So uh, I want to get as much oh, NBA in as I can right oh, now. Oh, it's coming. I saw Dan Steinberg last night at the, at the Wizards practice event. I was like, Yo, dude. He's like, what's up, Adam? I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's right, like, right. He's like, he's like, there's nothing to write about right now, man. It's like, it's like, well, it's like, well, risking stuff. He's like, yeah, that's not for another three weeks. So I was like, I know. It's like, it's yeah, like, yeah. Just, he's like, the Nats are happening, but you know, like it's almost all star break. He's like, I need a story. I need to call him. You know, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, right. It is true, man. But it's a great time of year for basketball stuff and. You know, the, uh, the Wizards, uh, I'll tell you this, the one thing they're great at, the PR is top notch with us in terms of getting us players and the players are really, they've got a lot of good players that are thoughtful to come on the radio and when they want to do it are really good. So I, I do really appreciate that. And hopefully this year that'll be the same thing. Even though they got a lot of new faces. We love Miss Jared Dudley though. He, he could break that name. Oh, dude, that guy, that guy was, that was, that guy was great. Uh, on like yeah. you know, almost too good at times. Uh, so it was Garrett. Yeah. Temple. And Drew Gooden was <laughs> yeah, Drew, Gooden, good. Drew Gooden was awesome too. I loved Drew Gooden. <laughs> yeah, and it, like Gortat's good, but he kind of just checked out on us. I don't know. He just kind of I don't know, he did too much of a burden. He knew he was too good, you know, and he can't stop doing it. I don't know what he does. Well, Scott. Well, Scott. Now, now that you've came on my show, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'll have to get you on. I'll have to come on yours to rant about uh, some, some wizard stuff sometimes, right? <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Um, y- yes, we'll have to do that, and hopefully, we'll have something to rant good about soon, as opposed to the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Well, you. Uh, th- thanks. Thanks for joining me. 
Uh, have fun with your fam uh, this weekend on the beach. Thanks, Thank buddy. you, dude. Uh, yeah, stay on real quick. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, that's Scott Jackson, 980. Check him out on Twitter. Uh, we well, obviously technical difficulties here and there. I'm going to smooth it out. But thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, go Wizards. Peace out. Okay.